0: Welcome, it's Indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, Good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Attorney at law Adrian Lawrence will be our contributor, breaking down news of the day. Author and TYT contributor. Okay, top story of the day an armed passenger, he had a gun, made it through TSA. TSA knew he had a gun, and they still Let the passenger get on the airplane, I kid you not. Let me take you to Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia has a new checkpoint at the south terminal. Now this is the busiest airport in the world. Hartsfield Jackson International Airport has a state of the art x-ray machine. All right, they have multiple x-ray machines, state of the art current model. When a prohibited item is placed on the belt, there is an alert. Or at least that's what the device says. The specifics, federal authorities in Washington would prefer not to go public about it, but that's how the operation works. The image of a handgun came up on Monday afternoon. It's clearly a handgun, all right? Under normal protocol, the assigned screener, should have pulled the carry-on bag brought by the male passenger who appeared to be about 25 to 30 years of age. That did not happen. And the Atlanta police, well, they were not even called. Okay, here's where we are right now. There's a gun. It's clear it's a gun. They got the image. They know it's a gun. They're supposed to pull it and say, hey guy, you cannot have a gun at the airport. They don't even call the police. There's a reason they don't call the police. It's not connected to the original reporting of this story. But in my research, I've been able to put it together and I'm gonna show it to you in just a moment. So they don't call the police. The guy gets through security, he goes through the gate, he's gone in the wind. The traveler was allowed to take the bag. He went downstairs to go to his gate shortly thereafter. Screeners did an additional review. They looked at it again. They thought a mistake had been made and quickly tried to catch up to the passenger, but never found him. He's in the wind, they clearly see he got a gun. Nobody calls the police, they run after him, he's gone, he's on the airplane. Okay, uh, let's put up a picture of the TSA administrator, his name is David P Pekoski. Okay, this is a major issue obviously for the TSA, TSA Washington confirms That now there is in fact an open investigation into the incident. In a statement they wrote in part, there are unconfirmed reports of a missed firearm at the South TSA checkpoint at Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport. This followed a routine review of images from carry on bags. As a prudent security measure, TSA scanned the terminal for the passenger with the carry on bag in question. TSA takes this situation very seriously and is currently investigating the circumstances appropriate corrective action may be required and additional training. Now there's more to this story. A few days ago, the city of Atlanta, the Atlanta city council and the police, they said we are unable to enforce gun laws at the airport in areas where typically we would be able to enforce them. This was good reporting done by Morris. um, His name is Morris Diggs of Fox 5 News. So this was a story done earlier. Atlanta police officials say that officers have been instructed not to detain passengers who have a firearm and carry on luggage and cannot make the passenger give up their weapon. Atlanta City Council officials and law enforcement members are discussing the gun carry policy talking about the new Georgia law and its effects on passenger safety at Hartsfield Jackson International Airport. So the state of Georgia passes a new law. The new law is one of those constitutional carry laws. That new law basically says, You don't need a permit. You don't need a license. You don't need a prerequisite in order to carry a firearm. It also makes it illegal for law enforcement to ask you if you in fact are legally carrying a firearm. It makes that action illegal. So the seat of Atlanta police, they're saying they are not able to enforce common sense gun restrictions at the airport. Now initially, they were told, The police cannot get involved if it's an open area of the airport. We're talking about before you go through security. Somehow TSA or the TSA agents involved in this, they must have been under the impression that firearms are allowed beyond the security checkpoint. I don't understand this. I'm still trying to make sense of how they saw the gun, was aware it was a gun, reviewed it, Saw that it was a gun again. The person is now on the plane, and nothing has been done. All right. At least we have an attorney at law on the show today. Adrian, what are your thoughts on this case, and how in the hell did TSA get this so wrong?
1: Well, I think TSA TSA is in full CYA. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the fact is that they were not doing their jobs, and it is posing a threat to citizens and individuals who are. Essentially trying to make it to their next destination. And the thing is, is we've seen so many issues and so many precautions being taken, particularly since 9 11, when it comes to air travel and to allow this to be something uh, that they just let happen. They let people be able to have armed weapons uh, when they are on a plane, when they are going through the security. This is entirely problematic, especially because we know what is going to happen. We see what the problems are that go on in our society every day by having people have access to firearms. So it really just makes you wonder, well, what's the point of all this if they're going to allow people to have loaded weapons boarding planes.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. There's no question regardless of the state law that allows for open carry. There's no question it is still illegal to have the firearm on the plane. That is against federal law. At this point, TSA is being very restrictive as it relates to the information. We do not know who the passenger was. We do not know the investigation actually covers the passenger or just TSA protocol, but we're gonna stay on top of the story as it develops. All right, very sad situation, very sad story. Police kill a 13-year-old child, and they wait five days to even inform the mother. Let's put up a picture of the 13-year-old they killed. He's dead. He should be alive. 13-year-old Andre A.J. Hernandez Jr. Let's keep his picture up. Police alleged that AJ intentionally slammed a stolen car into one of their police vehicles. An officer said he was in fear of his life. And so he decided to shoot into the car indiscriminately. As it was attempting to flee, the car was literally trying to leave. He shoots into the vehicle, AJ was shot. After he was shot, AJ the 13 year old child stepped out of the vehicle to surrender. He was then taken to the hospital where he later died. Let's put up a picture of his mother, okay? Her name is Linda. Linda first heard about her son's killing by piecing together articles about a local police shooting and a teenager. That's how she figured it out, nobody informed her. And this is the second tragedy to befall the family because just two weeks earlier, Lisa had laid to rest her 16 year old daughter who was found shot to death in a stolen car near the family's home. Tragedy on top of tragedy. The police finally called on Tuesday evening after NBC News contacted them And she appeared on local news. That's when the police got in touch with her, okay? Now let me say this, because I know there are some who will push back and say, well, the 13 year old was committing a criminal act and he should have simply not been in a stolen car. You have to remember something, we have due process in this country for a reason. This is a juvenile, as a juvenile delinquent myself, I was in stolen cars, I ran from the police, this 13 year old is dead. Just because you may deserve to see a judge does not mean it's time for you to see your maker. This 13 year old is dead and according to the narrative not only should he be alive. There was no reason for the officer to shoot and kill this child inside of the vehicle, Uh, there's more, I really don't understand why the police are hiding. My son was 13 years old, that's the key, he was a little boy and did not deserve to get shot and killed by the police officer. Remember there was no real threat to the cop, the police told her they would allow her to view partial police body camera uh, video of the encounter Monday morning. She said, I don't know what I'm supposed to do when I see it, but I wanna see why they shot my son. She said the hospital informed her, that her son had been shot, but that she was given only minimal time to view him before he was put in a body bag and taken away. She still has not received any medical reports or paperwork. Uh, Let's put up a picture of the San Antonio Police Department uh, Captain Jesse Salami, uh, who spoke on the incident. Officers were responding to gunfire according to him in the area when they spotted a red car matching the description of the vehicle. One police approached the car driven by the 13 year old, it reversed. It struck a patrol car according to the captain. Uh, the officer has not been identified. They refused to release the information of the cop. So here's the police chief. His name is Bill McManus. Police said the officer involved has been placed on administrative leave but to further notice no officers um, or passengers were injured. Uh, The police department, they have decided not to publicly identify the victim as AJ due to him being a minor. Uh, But Wednesday morning they said the suspect's mother um, has been contacted. Uh, We have independently verified that it is in fact obviously AJ. Um, A lot of twists and turns here. The bottom line is AJ should be alive. AJ should be alive. This is not a conversation or argument about police and arrest. This is about, should we have a police force that's so trigger happy that they are willing to pull the trigger, kill an individual and allow absolutely no reasonable process. No reasonable reaction time for the person they shoot. All right, um, Attorney Adrian Lawrence, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, is it problematic that the cops responded so quickly to kill this 13 year old?
1: Well, I'd say first of all, my heart definitely goes out to that mother to lose your 16 year old daughter and now your 13 year old son. I can't imagine what she's going through. I can't imagine as well that the essentially the progress that our nation has made has been lackluster when it comes to policing. Because there was a time when we, really elevated property offenses in a way, but we didn't elevate them such that we put them above human life. And that's essentially what was going on here when you have a stolen vehicle, it's merely a piece of property. And so it does not require deadly force. Also, there could have been anyone in that car, there could have been hostages, there could have been victims, there could have been uh, children. And as it turns out there indeed was children in that car. So to just fire into a vehicle, it's extremely reckless. And this thought that oh, I feared for my life, this is something that we continue to hear from law enforcement and it's nothing but a lie, an absolute sham. And unfortunately, the courts are allowing it to continue to happen. And what we are seeing is public executions and now and even more so of children, this needs to stop.
0: Yeah, very well said. This is a hell of a story, damn that graphic though, okay. Geico ordered has been ordered to pay $5.2 million to a woman because she caught an STD inside of a car that was insured by Geico. I kid you not, a Missouri woman who claimed she caught a sexually transmitted disease when she had sex with her boyfriend at the time in his vehicle has been awarded $5.2 million in a settlement from her now ex-partner's car insurance company. The State Court of Appeals on Tuesday affirmed the multi-million dollar payout against GEICO that had been entered through arbitration after the company claimed errors were made in Jackson County Circuit Court, the Kansas City Star reported. So let me give you some background to this, this was in 2021, February 2021. The woman, identified in court papers as M.O., informed Geico of her intention to seek damages after she allegedly contracted HPV from her then bow in his car. The Missouri Court of Appeals on Tuesday, they affirmed it. They affirmed the multimillion dollar payout against Geico. She claimed that he caused her to catch the STD. Because he knew of his condition and the risk of unprotected sex. An arbitrator later found that the couple's sex in the vehicle directly caused or directly contributed to the cause of the HPV infection. The woman was then awarded $5.2 million from Geico after the man was found liable for not disclosing his infection, according to the news outlet. The insurer then said, well, let's. Let's toss this. I don't we don't like it. We don't like the ruling from the arbitrator. So the insurance insurance company asked for the award to be tossed out, claiming the judgment violated its rights to due process. All right. Now remember, Geico is the one typically who says you must arbitrate. Uh, but its request was denied and it appealed on Tuesday. The three judge panel found that the lower court did not error by denying Geico's motion, saying the company did not have a right to relitigate those issues it is a done deal all right when i saw this story adrian i said the hell i didn't even know this was possible so if you would give us that brilliant legal mind of yours and break down how in the hell did this happen and does it now create precedent for individuals in the future if they have relations in a car and something adverse happens they can now get paid an insurance payout.
1: Okay. So I, I really, really like this case for several reasons. First of all, the lawyer who came up with the argument is just ingenious. Yes, generally, when there is some kind of tort that goes on, you sue everybody and see what sticks uh, to try to get your money. And the fact that they suit Geico, phenomenal. The thing is, as well, is as you noted, uh, forcing people to arbitrate is generally in the favor of the company, the larger right. entity, which is why they push for arbitration. So they Geico pushed for arbitration and they lost. I love that as well because maybe it'll make these large companies rethink those arbitration clauses because there are arbitrators out there who are not going to rule in their favor. Also because unfortunately people do assault other people. They know they have these STDs yet they do not disclose them in advance. And as a result of that, they pass them on to others. That is an assault. So I love the fact that also she held this individual accountable for it. And this is gonna be a nice size payday for her. And it's also a way to hold these corporate America, big companies accountable for pushing people into arbitration. And hopefully everybody wins at the end of the day. But I damn sure know she's about to be a legend at the bank and so kudos to her.
0: Let me say this, you know, when I saw this case, Adrian, I'm thinking about torts one, torts two law class, right? And I'm saying, wait a minute, all of the elements actually fit. It, It includes damage, it includes all of the dynamics associated with the cause and effect, the negligence involved. Like everything here is provable, but I had never seen it used in this context. And just because we have never seen it used in a particular context does not mean it does not meet the elements of an adverse tort. So that's exactly what happened. Let me ask you a follow up. Why do you think this attorney tried this in the first place?
1: Oh, I think because the attorney, it's just casting a wide net. Because your hope is to get some money, some a recourse, recovery. And it's a good chance that the individual she had sex with doesn't have big pockets, doesn't have right. those deep pockets where she's gonna get paid. So as a result, he probably sued everybody. He probably even sued the car manufacturer, you know, uh, whoever they can end up sticking it on. And because they sued Geico, then Geico has to be accountable. And also it essentially means that their agreement with the car owner, then that actually becomes enforceable. And thus you have an arbitration clause such as this.
0: Now, do you think this will lead to insurance companies creating a clause in the agreement saying sexual acts not covered under this insurance policy? Uh,
1: I I wouldn't be surprised if they try to navigate around it. But the reality is that insurance law, it's its own beast. Mm -hmm. And so if you do have someone committing an assault, in their car with their car by way of their car. It's difficult for these insurance companies to work around that. Because if I were a litigant, I would push to hold the car company liable because that's what insurance is for. So yeah. let's go ahead and fight this. So hopefully yeah. the result of this will be less arbitration.
0: Yeah, you're right. And here's the thing, if you have an STD and you know it and you don't disclose it, that is assault period. All right, okay. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Uh, Let me remind everybody before I read these comments, we got a bunch of billboards all across the country. Um, If you see a billboard near you, make sure you take a picture of it, Uh, tag us, tag me, we'd love for that to happen. We got billboards in Las Vegas, Times Square, Los Angeles, Houston, Texas. Jackson, Mississippi, Memphis, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia and more. All right, very thankful for the opportunity to continue to spread truth. Okay, a lot of great comments. TYT member texting says, wow, from tiny Uvalde, Texas to the TSA in Atlanta. Law enforcement is completely incompetent and still not serving. The purpose for which they were created, when do we start over? Travel nurse dragon says, what next state farm paying child support? Oh My God, <laughs> Terrence, Terrence Cheeseboro, hi, Doc and Adrian. I guess Madison Cawthorn finally got past TSA with his gun. I mean, he'd been trying it for a long time. I actually think Madison Cawthorne was successful a few times that we don't know about to be honest with you. Okay, uh, pitchforks dragon says, to be fair, the TSA is just secured a security theater. They aren't there to make you safer. They are there to make you feel safer. Um, Albert Lopez, talking about the San Antonio police, they have five days to edit that video 100 times. The rider driver says, I'm confused. Was his junk insured? All right. Ponicus, I think. TSA causes lots of long lines and harassment. But can't actually stop guns. Yeah. I can't even get my damn wave grease. Uh, anyway. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would.
2: You wanna call the police on him for having a barbecue on a In, Sunday? You're, you're I'm still free! You. Back off! I said there's an African-American man threatening my life.
3: She's so not even lie. Mexican. <laughs> that's, so, up, going, that's so. That's so racist. Give up, I don't give a what? A f- no more, no. I got f- a knife f- right here. What's
0: up? This male Karen was off the chain. His voice was quivering. I think he was crying while being racist against the young male there. Um, according to the uploader, this happened to her boyfriend and herself at a Walmart in California, all right? Let's put up the steel full mass of the male Karen, that's your male Karen. The TikToker is Lauren, who said in the comments and I quote, just to be clear, we're not offended or mad because he called me or my boyfriend Mexicans. Everyone should be proud of wherever they're from. We're offended and mad because of the racism for no reason. We were getting just for trying to help a woman who was scared in her car because he the male Karen was not letting her out. So you have two individuals being good Samaritans. They get involved because they see a dispute, um, a conflict where somebody is being bullied and they decide to get involved. And this male Karen shows, well, he's not only a bully, He's also a racist. We provide a mirror for reflection and correction. All right. Adrian, thoughts on this?
1: You know, it just it, it really sticks with me how people will automatically reach for racism uh, and slurs to throw at you the moment they're frustrated and upset about what you did. And it really shows the individual's character. And I'm glad that these individuals who are good Samaritans, that they didn't necessarily let them let it bother them. At the same time, you know the fact that we have these encounters on a daily basis where people diminish us, they call them microaggressions. Even though as far as I'm concerned, they're macroaggressions because they do end up eating at you and they end up uh, denying you of your humanity and self-worth and so this man who decided that he would be a Karen today. I really hope that he is held accountable in the long run because we don't need people like this in our society.
0: Very well said, very well said. Good guy, 73 year old, not him, he's not a good <laughs> guy. But a 73 year old white male goes to an event with a Black Lives Matter t-shirt he gets attacked by a US Senate candidate in Arizona and his cronies. Let me take you to the video, here it is. Yes,
2: hey,
3: hey,
0: yeah, they really decided to beat up a 73 year old white male. Because he had on the t shirt that said black lives matter. They physically assaulted him, women and men physically assaulted him. The US Senate candidate out of Arizona, his name is Blake Masters. This is how master supporters treated this white male with the Black Lives Matter t-shirt after that.
2: Everybody's lives don't matter. How come the unborn kids lives don't matter? Yeah, go ahead and tape it. Put it on YouTube. Yeah, why don't you put it on yourself, you murdering damn bastard. Who said that? Who said you could stay? Who do you think you are? Move. You know what, I'm a retired policeman, your conduct is is abhorrent, it's abhorrent. You're gonna be
0: arrested and charged with
3: assault.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you better talk. Senator candidate or Senate candidate, Blake Masters, all right? And his cronies reacted to the man who had on a Black Lives Matter shirt in a criminal way. Here's what the Senate hopeful said about black people.
2: Like, we do have a gun violence problem in this country, and it's gang violence, right? It's, it's gangs. It's people in Chicago, in St. Louis uh, shooting each other. Um, very often, you know, black people, frankly. And the Democrats don't want to do anything about that. Look at San Francisco and L.A. They've legalized crime, uh, property crime. You can't even get arrested if you go and smash someone's window and, and take a purse or an iPhone. You know, they're, they're light on crime. Uh, What they mean by gun
3: control is disarming you and me.
0: Yeah, so his rhetoric was full of lies. Um, No, you cannot legally destroy property. It is still against the law. There are variations of the protocol. Let's put up a picture of this Senate hopeful candidate. Okay, once again, his name is Blake Masters. No charges have been filed against Blake Masters. No charges have been filed against his cronies that decided to attack a 73 year old male who had the audacity to wear a black lives matter shirt. But race isn't the only thing that he's interested in. There's more. The Arizonan has also been an enthusiastic proponent of Trump's lies about the 2020 election. Insist. The gender pay gap is just a left wing narrative and has not only denounced the Griswold versus Connecticut precedent. He's told voters that he'll only vote to confirm judges who agree with him. This is the Supreme Court case that states cannot ban contraception of married couples. Um, Yeah, he's a far right extremist, right? He's real out there. However, he has mainstream Republican support. He has mainstream allies. And he's getting mainstream money. Once again, highlighting the reality that the extreme version of the Republican Party is really just the Republican Party. We can't continue to contextualize them as some fringe group. They are the group, they are running the show. They have taken over the facility, they are now in charge, they have the keys. Once again, proving that if you are white, if you are male and if you do not support black people, the law does not apply to you if you are white and you are male and support black people. Um, yeah. See how that works? A white male had no privilege in a group of all white people because the white male supports black people. You see, in the sixties, they called them inward lovers and the KKK. Would say we treat inward lovers the same way we treat inwards. Same ideology applicable here. That's what you see happening in front of you in a modernized context. Adrian thoughts.
1: You know, when I see this US Senate candidate, all I'm really seeing is a man who gets excited and runs when they have a white sheet sale at Kohl's. The fact Mm. is that this individual is one who is pushing this white supremacist rhetoric, also the anti woman misogynist rhetoric, because of course, racism and sexism are right or dies, and everything that will be the downfall of this nation without a doubt. And I really do commend the elderly, the older man who walked in that space wearing a BLM shirt. That is that not even that allyship game, that's that co-conspirator game. (laughs) And I wanna see more of that and more people should be doing that. And the fact that he was attacked, what that's really saying is you will be treated like N words when you support black people. And so when we have more people who are co-conspirators who will stand up and are actually willing to wear. What they say are their beliefs and their truths, they're willing to wear those on their sleeves and bear those things, especially in these exclusively white spaces where white supremacy is upheld. That's when we'll actually start to see meaningful change. Until then, we are going to see a number of people running to coals when there's a white sheet sale.
0: That's right. Uh, And once again, as you say, big ups to this man who stood up, who made people feel uncomfortable with truth. The truth is black lives matter. That's the truth. These folks are uncomfortable with that because they rather hold and accept the lie. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Um, Jess B anti racist says, why is it Karen's losing in parking lots all the time? We need to study this. You are absolutely correct. What an astute observation. Lynn says, uh, Blake takes his last name seriously. Bastards, yeah, YouTube super chat. Uh, Mojo says about that wave grease though, no, I feel you brother. Know what I mean? Yeah, I was so upset. They took my wave grease at the TSA security checkpoint. I'm in the airplane wondering who in the hell is gonna have this brand of wave grease while I'm going. I don't need those problems while I'm traveling. All right, okay, C Maddox, thank you so much, Stephen Scales. Being anti-racist ain't for the weak, that's why most white people are just not racist, yeah. Um, C Michael Henson says legalized crime? Question mark. How about the criminals who smash the windows at the Capitol on January 6th? How about the longest running terrorist group in the, in the country, KKK? I guess masters lies matter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Scales, Scanlon, thank you for joining. Remember, you could join right now on the YouTube page. You can join, membership available. Let's get that going, okay? Make sure you join. We'd love to engage with you directly. Look at the production team quick on something they didn't know we were gonna do. All right, another insurance company. This insurance company has a representative who's literally trying to nickel and dime on the roof. And he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Let's go to the first video. Here it is. I'm not a roofing expert. I don't know how to do anything. That's your guy's job. But
2: I'm looking at
0: that.
2: What you're doing is simulating damage on. to the shingle. Me? Whenever you pull the shingle back that it needs- That's creating damage. That point? Yeah, I'm not saying, right, but when you pull this one up. Yeah, you have to back. pull this one up to see which three it is. Okay, I'm saying, but you don't need to crease it. Where did I crease it? When you pull the, the side, of it, like Where side of it. Where is it crease? Where is it crease? It's not creased now and that's what I'm saying that Oh, there Let's go to what? a different one then. Did you think
0: this is a Yes. Yes. You got that on video? Yeah. According to the report, this is a state farm representative. There's more video. Here it is.
2: us <laughs> how to do it? I'm not a roofing expert, I don't do anything. No, but you're making a cover system, so you are an expert. No, I'm an expert on the policy. And what the policy pays for is accidental direct physical loss of the roof. So so this thing we agree is wind damage, right? Correct. All right, so what's the proper way to repair it? To get the nail out. Okay, to get the nail out, to get the nail out where? You have to use a little finesse, you can't okay. tear back the shingles. What's and that's, can what, you, was, can that's you what, direct, what was- Can you direct me? No. we. Well, what we, do you mean? We're not gonna tell you how to do repairs, that's your job. What? We are here to evaluate- Yeah, you are the telling knowledge. me how to do repairs cuz- No, I'm saying that what you were doing was bending the shingle. I have to see where the nail's at, correct? Yes, no, I'm not saying
0: that you don't have to, but you don't have to bend the shingle.
2: Did, where did I bend the shingle?
0: Oh, I have more video. I damn near classified this cat as a Karen. He said, and I quote, "I'm not a roofing expert." End of conversation. Get your ass off the roof. While you up here, you are. You just said you are not a roofing expert. And then he says, "We're not going to tell you how to do repairs." Another exact quote. While he's in the middle of telling him how to do repairs, and then he damages the roof.
2: But you can't show me how to do it. You should be willing to be able to, to it. Oh, this is going straight to an attorney, so it doesn't matter. I'm so. saying you don't need the damn machine. Okay, well, it should be lifted. Okay, okay, can we lift it where? Show me now, now. So what what do I need to do? How, so this you is still up here. So I didn't do that right there. You need the You just bent that one back just as far, if not further than yeah, him. Yeah, you bent that one back before and I bent that one back. So. And, and when saying you bent this right. one back, you created damage yourself. Terrible. It's repairable. Yes. You did that. <laughs> you didn't do that. No. Here, I mean, if you're going aggressive like that, it will aggressive. Yeah. Sir, are you? What do you mean? What do you mean? You have you get the nail out? How are you talking? What do you mean? That's how you have to get the nail out. No, I'm just. There listening. has to, the to be a willingness there to actually complete the repair, and I don't see that. Did that? <laughs> you didn't do that? No. He didn't do that? Wow. You can do that on your own accord. No, 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 no. no. I've seen what I need to see. You damaged the single, so we're gonna send that in.
0: Okay. Okay. This is the silliest insurance adjuster guy I have ever seen. Okay, um, Adrian, is this how insurance companies are supposed to nickel and dime us policyholders? who pay a monthly fee in order to have the opportunity to fix things that are broken. Is this uh, the good service we're paying for? A guy literally being a taskmaster to the person fixing the damn roof.
1: You know what? I think we can all agree that insurance is a racket. (laughs) The fact is that they are not here for us unless they are here to, you know, collect that deductible and to take our monthly payments. But the reality is the moment we try to cash in on a claim, then we get put in a database. And uh, you can ultimately lose your insurance coverage and struggle to get insurance coverage in the future just because you file multiple claims, even if you've made multiple payments. Mm. And it just it really shows you that the system is set up such that you're not supposed to even use the insurance even though you're supposed to pay for the insurance and in some states it's mandated you have the insurance. It just it really shows you it's a capitalistic racket and that it's not operating as it's supposed to operate.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I'm glad the person who was the repairman, who was the actual expert recorded this encounter did not say, okay, yeah, we'll do it your way. I just just wanna get paid and no, 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 no. He was being an advocate for the homeowner. He was being an advocate for the person who owns the property and the policy. Big ups to him for standing up in such a way, getting the information recorded. And now we have it publicly available for review. All right, very sad story, a mother faces manslaughter charges because her two year old son accidentally shot and killed his own father. So sad, let's put up a picture of the mother, this is sad all the way around. This is Maria Rose Ayala, 28 years of age. This is the mother who has been charged. Let's go to Reggie Mabry. Reggie was the father who was shot and killed while playing video games. The parents had already been on probation for child neglect and narcotics possession. He's dead, she's in jail and there's a two year old young child without either of his parents. Investigators originally believed that the shooting was a suicide. They thought he killed himself, but later determined that he was actually shot in the back. Ayala acknowledged that the firearm, a Glock handgun was typically stored in a backpack that hung on a nail about three feet off the ground. That's it, that was the security measure. The affidavit states Ayala told detectives that her five year old son told her that his two year old brother had fired the gun. But the older brother could not explain how his younger brother had gotten hold of the weapon, the arrest report stated. There could be another story there that we don't know. Investigators determined that both parents who are both convicted felons left an illegal firearm in a room where it was easily accessible to children. Now let me say this, I don't care that they are convicted felons. I don't care that they've had some issues with law enforcement. I care deeply about the fact that they did not care to secure the firearm. I care about that. He should be alive, but negligence, criminal negligence, led to this. You know, the two year old could be dead, the five year old could be dead. Ayala has been charged with manslaughter for culpable negligence, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, possession of ammunition by a convicted felon, and violation of probation. She is currently in custody in the Orange County jail, You know we have this extreme gun culture in America. That gun culture permeates in all aspects of American life. You cannot get comfortable around guns. I don't care who you are and if you have children, you need to make sure that everything you do is in the protection of those children. Even if you have a gun, this is not the first case. Unfortunately, it will not be the last. In this case, the mother is being criminally prosecuted. We have seen other cases where children got access to guns. I reported on one just three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, it was in the parking lot of a Walmart. And law enforcement, they were questioning if the parent should be charged at all, even though they left a gun unsecured. Well, in that case, the parents were white, okay? You see the bias play out even in extreme situations like this. Bottom line, you leave your gun unsecured, your child gets hold of it. Something bad happens, you need to be held criminally responsible. Adrian thoughts here.
1: Yeah, I was immediately thinking about the uh, essentially the differential and the prosecutions that go on here because we've heard plenty of stories where white parents accidentally leave a gun somewhere, someone gets shot, they died, so on and so forth. And the thought is, oh, the family has suffered enough, let's not prosecute. But when the people are black or brown, it's a no, we need to be holding people accountable so this doesn't happen again. And as a result, you have a two-year-old and a five-year-old who are now probably in the system and it just yeah. continues to be cyclical. There is so much of a disparity. And differential and prosecutorial discretion and how it's exercised. And it's really feeding off of our gun culture. And it's just so incredibly sad to see this play out the way that it did, but then also to know that nobody's going to win at the end of the day except for the white male patriarchy that is the system.
0: Yeah, that's right. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Let's do it. Okay, Indisputable, we now have membership opportunity on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. This is to build the community, become a member. You are helping support our show and the network. All of the initiatives connected to Indisputable and to the network at large. There are three levels to choose from starting from $4.99. This includes access to fun emojis and depending on your membership level, exclusive Indisputable content. The 2499 level is currently in development, slated to launch by the end of the summer. Uh, So there will be more, but go ahead and jump in at 499, all right, get your feet wet. Thank you for watching, thank you for supporting the fastest growing TV news show in America. All right, it's been amazing and we will have more amazing times in the future. We got the billboard, billboard big deal, Uh, make sure you check it out. Also the watch list, add the watch list to your watch list. Let's make it happen, the big home of Jared Jackson, live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time, watch live daily and follow at facebook.com forward slash watchlisttyt. Watch live daily and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash watchlisttyt. Don't forget about reactions with Rayvana, all right? Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific time, right after Indisputable. That's a Twitch exclusive, twitch.tv forward slash tyt. Y T. All right, Lynn says, the State Farm rep is simply trying to be like a good neighbor, right? <laughs> uh, William, didn't renthouse prove kids could run around with guns and shoot anybody, parents have no fault, question mark. YouTube Super Chat, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon. When I tune into Indisputable today, I did not think I would get treated to Fiddler on the roof. Well, you did, all kinds of surprises here, right? Um, Emega, we can't assure this roof, I just damaged it, what a loser. Chi Chi Massey, welcome to Double Doser, all right? Michael Brown, welcome to Double Doser. Thank you all both uh, for becoming members. Sabania, um, I watched an entire season of this old house. I am now an expert, that's how that works. Uh, Glitteriest Lady Dread, Jake, question mark, go on a lunch break, please. Yeah, that was actually mayhem, that's what that was. Okay, Michigan parents charged in son's murder. This is horrific, this is violent, this is extreme, this is heartbreaking. An eight-year-old Saint Joseph's child has now died. Because of caregiver neglect, it has been ruled a homicide. Put up their pictures for mass, such a damn shame. So sad, an eight year old child. The parents of the child, Brian and Mia Morrow, have been charged for murder of their own son. His mother told police her severely autistic son was having breathing problems. And would not eat or drink, but never took him to the hospital, okay? The parents instead waited until the next day to tell anyone about their son's death. It was the grandmother who ended up calling 911. When police arrived at the house in the 700 block of Columbia Avenue, they found the eight-year-old dead on the couch. Records show the child weighed only 31 pounds at the time of his death. During the police questioning, the mother says uh, she says she was investigated by CPS several times for what she describes as unfounded reasons, okay? The parents stopped taking their son to the Logan Autism Learning Center because she was, and I quote, sick of them calling CPS on them, child protection services. Court records show employees at the Logan Center were concerned with how many times the boy threw up in a day. Let me pause right here. Not only is this a parenting failure because these parents are obviously poor excuses for parents, there's a systemic failure. Now the people at the center, they called child protection services multiple times. They said there's a problem, we need you to investigate the problem. But the problem never got fully investigated. There's more. Brian's daughter who used to live with the Marros told police the eight-year-old was usually kept in his bedroom. She says Brian and Mia did not want to deal with their son because he smelled like urine and described him as so skinny you could put your finger around his arms. Brian's daughter says the eight-year-old broke the bottom of the bedroom door so he could stick his hand out. She believed the Marrows were using meth. Mia and Brian Morrow are also charged with possessing meth and other substances. They tested positive for meth the day after their son's death. Put up the pictures again. Those two people who were designed by nature to love their eight year old became his worst enemy on this planet, they killed him, okay? Now, they are going to be held accountable through the system known as justice. The eight year old has no due process, he is dead. But there's another failure here that must be highlighted, you mean to tell me that the Logan Autism Learning Center, they called CPS multiple times, and this child was not removed. I'm an advocate for foster children because I used to be one. I've seen some extreme stories and extreme neglect. Agencies have to be held accountable. When things like this are brought to their attention and nothing is done because lives are in the balance. This eight year old never experienced life. Adrian, thoughts on this?
1: You know, I often think that there are some people out there who shouldn't have children. And without a doubt, this couple was one of them. Um, you know. The reality is that this autism center had reached out several times to the agency. It did what it could do and was it was supposed to do. And we'd like more outside parties to do that when they see neglect, when they see a child being abused, especially a child who comes from a vulnerable population. And they did their due diligence, but then the system failed this child because they were in an unsafe place. Also, when you can see the neglect physically there, That's something that it it can't be denied and yet still the system failed this child. And I definitely do hope that the system doesn't fail in prosecuting these individuals to the fullest extent of the law. But at the same time, as you noted, the system needs to change. People need to be held accountable for not looking into this and not removing the child from that environment.
0: That's right, very well said. Uh, We're gonna follow this story because Uh, Naturally, there's an investigation now to see why this was not properly investigated. So now they have an investigation into the non investigation. Okay, elected official, Congresswoman Boebert, Representative Boebert, guess what she did? Well, she decided to tell uh, terrorists exactly where members of Congress were located during the January 6 terrorist attack. That's what she did. She was confronted about it. Here's a video.
1: Is it true that you were live tweeting from the floor or location to people on the outside as we were being attacked, Lauren? Um, yes, those tweets did go out and that
3: was something that was live and public information that was broadcast live from- So don't ask us about
2: security if you're telling the attackers where we're at, I yield back.
1: So that was something that was being broadcast live from C-SPAN and once we were on the move, there was absolutely nothing else that was, that was broadcast.
0: Yeah, she admitted to it. Let me put up the tweets. I want you to take a look at this, okay? This is what the elected official, the United States Congresswoman, Lauren Boebert tweeted while they were under attack from terrorists. One tweet says, "Um, we are locked in the house chambers, letting them know exactly where they are. Another one says, the speaker has been removed from the chambers. Why was the speaker removed from the chambers? Because people were literally trying to find her to kill her. According to the rants from the crowd. The audio was obtained by CNN from New York Times reporters, Alexander Burns and Jonathan Martin. Um, Boebert has long faced allegations over these two tweets over how they Compromised safety, how they compromised her own colleagues and both parties. Furthermore, she was accused of endangering the life of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for the second post. Boebert faced calls for resignation after the tweets. She took an oath 03 days before the riot. It's worth that noting that she and 22 other Republicans voted against the domestic terrorism bill on May 18th. They do not want to call them terrorists, they want to call them patriots. They do not want to cite the reality of that being a day of attack, they wanna call it a day of reckoning. That is the narrative these individuals are pushing. It is crystal clear that we have members of the United States Congress who are perfectly okay with committing treason, committing murder and supporting the slaughter of their own colleagues. They are not concerned about democracy, they are not concerned about rule of law. They are not concerned about the constitution and they're damn sure not concerned about you. Adrian, thoughts here. Yeah,
1: no, you are absolutely correct. The fact is that there are individuals working from the inside to assist these insurrectionists, and they are putting the lives of their colleagues in danger. Why nothing really has been done in terms of holding them accountable is beyond me. It feels that the process has been extremely slow in terms of the investigation, in terms of the accountability, while these individuals who are members of Congress continue to have access to the colleagues that they jeopardized and the lives that. Could have been lost. It's just, it's mesmerizing to me when you have this threat in house and you do nothing about it.
0: You know, at some point, some president is going to realize that the institution of the presidency is not, in fact, sacred, but the voters who put you there. Now, here's the challenge that Biden is going to have. And I don't think he's going to figure it out. I don't think he's going to figure it out. I hope I'm wrong about that. But I hope he figures out that he has an actual job based on a resume presented to American voters. Those American voters, people that voted for him, said, you know what? We like your policy resume better than the other guy. And so we are going to put you in policy power in order to change things. He gets in power. He's saying he's powerless, he's unable to really move the needle. He needs more power, he needs you to give him a bigger Congress. He needs you to give him more help, it's not coming Joe. President Biden, more help is not coming. As a matter of fact, after the midterm elections, you will likely have much less help. So until you realize that it's time for you to disregard the norms of the institutional dynamics connected with the presidency and engage in a full advocacy for what's right in this nation. You will see everything you have worked for for decades in this country, sir, be unraveled in minutes. We elected you not because we believed you were some radical change maker, nor were we really excited about US president. We elected you because we knew the other guy was much worse. But you told us you would deliver, you have not. At least use your Department of Justice to hold criminals accountable, regardless of what political position or political power they may hold. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Uh, we do have the bullpen returning next week. We're gonna do the bullpen going forward, new format. We're gonna do the bullpen two uh, at least twice a week starting next week. Okay, so bullpen will make a return next week. We have extended programming for our linear cable. Big, uh, very excited, big ups to those who have always been supportive. Okay, let me read uh, the dragon who says nine. Nah, there is no accountability that can make up for this evil, uh, that is correct. All right, talking about the parents. Um, YouTube super chat, uh, KO, all right, thank you, Tony, we'll appreciate that. Um, Siberio Kovinik, thank you, he smelled like urine because he was burning muscle. That ammonia smell is the first sign of starvation, that's right. Albert Lopez, um, Mary Antoinette got what she got for less than this, yep, yep, talking about Bobert. all right. Uh, dystopian Dragon Biden told his owner donors that nothing would fundamentally change. We need fundamental change, that's 100% correct. Uh, and thank you for joining. We got a new YouTube member, Vincent Morales. Thank you so much for joining. We appreciate you jumping on board here, all right? Remember, you can always hit that join button on the YouTube channel. You can join $4.99, that's it, get your feet wet. Um, we will have other levels later, but we have the $4.99 option right now. Okay, okay I thank you in advance. So called Christians who are really just fascist decided to physically assault, physically attack members of the LGBTQ community. Here's some of that video. Damn shame, all right? Here's what the protesters were doing outside of the bar. You can't even go to the game
2: board, you guys There's are bigots. Alex, move uh, on, these guys are Weirdo. they won't let us Alex Stein. Board. The fist of Christ will come she down on you. Here. Dude. Ah, the fist of Christ. you are right? done with yeah. this. Is that your fist? We're done with this. Dallas, it's your hammer? Is your fist of Christ? You disgusting! Grover, 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 you guys are disgusting. Repent, repent for your sins. Every scenario, every single one. The sheriffs in Texas are dead. Every single one.
0: I'm so sick and damn tired of people like that using Christianity to divide, to justify physical violence to other individuals. Not to walk in a spirit of love or coalition building or unity but to create destruction, disunity. Let me give you some background to this. The man who proclaims himself as a Christian fascist. His name is John Doyle. Let's put up his picture. He's there with his buddy Kyle Rittenhouse, okay? Jason Whitlock would comment on the event, put up his tweet. He said, this is satanic. This is satanic? No, it was actually a family event. It was a family event by people who brought their families. They would like to celebrate who they are, which they have a right to do in this country. Do you not find it ironic that the same people who will say things like, we need freedom in America, are the same individuals trying to take freedom away? If you really believe that parents should have freedom, Why would you then go to places where parents have their children and try to physically take their actual exercise freedom away? Because this is not about freedom for you. This is all about people doing what you want them to do. This is about you ruling the behavior of others. You're not. Tolerating behavior. You're not celebrating differences. You simply want a world that's a mirror image of your own ideology. And here's the reality none of you live up to the standards you proclaim. None of you are holier than thou. None of you can live up to a theocratic mainframe. You're not even trying. You simply use religion as a way in order to manipulate the masses. You see religion religion, is a man made dynamic to explain divinity, but it's man made. Religion was never the goal, the goal was connection, freedom, liberation. You all are antithetical to an actual value system because the value system Means you would love humanity rather than reject them. All right, Jackson, back to you.
2: Yeah, and the irony of uh, people who do things like this is that they think about the LGBTQ community far more than they see or interact with them at all. You know, which because they think that
0: these, you know, anybody who's not within their comfort zone is infringing upon their freedom, whether it be the LGBTQ. Uh, LGBTQ community or Latinos from the
2: south or blacks that are moving in from inner city areas, whoever it is. You know, as you explained, religion is just an avenue for them to purge the world of anything that's getting in the way of their everlasting righteousness or whatever it is that they're fighting for at the end of it all. But you know, these people don't know anything about the true nature of the doctrine that they say they follow and they don't care about it either. No, they you know, they don't care about it whatsoever.
0: No, not at all. All right, um, self-admitted fascist who calls himself a Christian, Mr. John Doyle, um, he hopes Russia nukes the United States of America. That's what he said, here it is
2: it wouldn't exactly be the worst thing in the world if parts of this country were subjected to nuclear hellfire I mean we're an abominable country we glorify everything that is the most wrong and abominable so maybe we deserve it and I think the only reason we haven't gotten to that point is probably because there are still parts of the righteous remnant left and as long as those people stay righteous I guess we'll be will be spared but you know it really it really wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if places maybe like New York City or Washington DC <laughs> were just deleted I mean these are terrible
0: terrible, God forsaken places. Uh, Let's put up his picture full of masks. So this sick individual, um, he is now calling for a foreign country to literally nuke men, women, and children indiscriminately. And he is now providing a target list, but he calls himself a Christian. He calls himself a patriot. He calls himself a conservative. You have to think about this. These individuals are antithetical to anything that's normal. Anything that's about coalition building, unity, life protecting, they are against it. These individuals are pro-death, they are pro-violence. This person has just called for the killing of millions of people in the United States of America. Will anyone from the Christian conservative movement talk against them? No. Will Mitch McConnell say we don't tolerate this kind of rhetoric from those on the right, no. Will Donald Trump perhaps provide leadership, And create a contrast between his statement and the movement of the conservative agenda. No, because they are synonymous. That's why. Okay, um, let's put up his picture again. He's with uh, Cal Rittenhouse, his buddy, right? John Dole, a picture with Rittenhouse, self proclaimed white nationalist, was recently among a group of far right activists harassing attendees at a family friendly. Drag show in Dallas, Texas. Here's the video from that incident.
2: Fist of Christ will come Jesus, down on no you, you. very soon. We're uh, done with yeah. this. Is that your fist? you are done with this. Dallas. It's your It's your fist of Christ. You,
3: you right? disgust me!
2: Uber, Uber, Uber. Uber. You guys are disgusting! <laughs> Repent! Repent for your sin!
0: Let me remind you of the linkage here, fascist, anti-LGBTQIA, uh, pro-racist. Uh, they believe in white Jesus, Christian evangelicals and republicans. They're conservatives, all right, that's the linkage. That's the linkage. So when people say, well doc, just because somebody supports uh, Donald Trump, why do you call them racist? Here's why, that's exactly why. If you support Donald Trump, I will first assume that you are racist. If you are a person of color who supports Donald Trump, I will first assume that you hate your own community. I will first assume that, you will have to convince me otherwise. But that will be my assumption in the front,
1: all right? Um, Adrian, thoughts on this? You know, anytime these white supremacists come out and declare themselves white nationalists or all these things, I'm just like, all I hear is that you're insecure and that you're going to use race and probably gender to try to differentiate us as opposed to actually just maybe living your life. And just this insecurity is just so. God, it it really is something that's so dominating and something that is extremely harmful for our society. And I don't understand why people continue to receive platforms to speak this hate. But it's clear that this is something that will continue unfortunately since the rise of Donald Trump. I just don't necessarily know what we can do as a nation to shut it down.
0: Yeah, well said. A very disturbing United States Supreme Court decision that everybody needs to pay attention to the Supreme Court has said it is illegal for a citizen to sue to bring lawsuit against border patrol agents. I kid you not, I kid you not. Put up the picture of a person who was actually a victim. He's a complicated character. Keep his picture up. Yesterday, the Supreme Court ruled that US citizens cannot bring lawsuits against border patrol officers violating the constitution. This case dates back to 2014 when Robert Bow, the man you're looking at right there attempted to sue an ICE agent that assaulted him, okay? He's owner of smugglers Inn. he was convicted of cross border smuggling. Now remember, I told you this guy, Has a complicated past. So let me give you some background. He previously worked as an informant for ICE. Mr. Bowl said he had served as a confidential informant for the federal government, helping agents find and apprehend people crossing the border illegally. That's a complexity to his background. Despite working with the federal government, I suspected. That he was aiding unauthorized immigration or immigrants from Canada to Washington, okay? So in 2014, this individual informed petitioner Eric Egbert, a US border patrol a, uh, agent that a Turkish national arriving in Seattle by way of New York had scheduled transportation to smugglers in. When agent Egbert observed, one of the vehicles returned to the inn, He suspected that the Turkish national was a passenger and followed the vehicle to the inn. So the agent, here's what's important. The agent did not possess a warrant. There was no warrant to enter Mr. Bowles' property, okay? That's called a Fourth Amendment violation. Nobody's arguing that, actually. On Bowles' account. Mola asked Egbert, leave, get out, but the agent refused. The agent then became violent and threw the man first against the vehicle and then threw him on the ground. So what does he do? He sues the agent. He sues the agent in the proper jurisdiction, federal court, alleging a clear Fourth Amendment violation for excessive use of force. And violation for unlawful retaliation. That's pretty open and shit, actually. The ruling that has recently come down says, well, it's up to Congress. It's up to Congress to decide whether federal officials can be sued despite the Bivens precedent. The high court said in 1971 that people could sue federal officials for violating their constitutional rights. But over the last 40 years, the court has consistently declined to expand the kinds of cases called Bivens actions in which a person could sue. Most recently in a case of 2020, the justices told parents of a teenager killed in Mexico by US border patrol agent who fired across the border that they could not sue. The ruling is harmful, put up the map of their jurisdiction. Look at that, the ruling is harmful, all right? The implications are massive for people living inside of the border enforcement zone. ICE agents can now easily evade responsibility, commit civil constitutional rights violations and not be held accountable to the law. That is what this ruling does. Welcome to America. Adrian thoughts, you're an attorney at law. This is massively unethical.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the thing is that this is a product of having this right wing majority on the US Supreme Court, without a doubt. What they are doing is emboldening police officers and law enforcement and creating more barriers between civilians and law enforcement when it comes to achieving accountability. And as a result, there will be no change. These people are being deputized to engage in all sorts of civil rights abuses and shenanigans in general to the point where we're creating almost this whole Gestapo setup and nothing is being done. This is a problem, especially since we've had precedent like Bivens on the books for so many years yep. and look at what they're doing, unearthing it and uh, undermining it just like they're about to do Roe. This That's is right. a problem.
0: Exactly right and they've been doing it for decades really. Uh, ruling after ruling has chipped away at the application of Bivens to where now it's virtually non-existent. doesn't make sense whatsoever. Congress does need to act if the court has said that. So now we have to put political pressure. On the United States Congress, but it shouldn't even be that this should be a common sense policy, uh, public policy, no matter what. Adrian, always a pleasure having you on the show, tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work.
1: Well, you can find me on uh, what rebel HQ, that's right on Facebook and YouTube. You can check out my segments overruled as well as I will be filling in for a number of hosts for the next few days, including being on the main show second hour today. So check me there.
0: All right, beautiful, and you will be filling in for me tomorrow. So we're Congrats. looking forward to that. Uh, let me say this, I, want, I wanna sign off in a different way today, okay? Tomorrow, I will later rest my mother. A thousand moments I had taken for granted because I assumed there will be a thousand more. If your mother is still alive, if your father is still alive, And maybe there's some complications in how you communicate. I challenge you today to remedy that. You don't wanna be left with memories and regret. You have an opportunity to get it right. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always
3: indisputable.